0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Big Dog Random Show with your host, Big Dog and Little T. Hello there. So we got David Oz. Uh, the Four Corners, right?
1: Right. Just Four Corners of the United States, where uh, New Mexico, Colorado, uh, Arizona, and Utah meet. I, I'm about about fifty miles from that
0: from that spot. Okay. So I've been out there before and. I talked to a couple of people, and there's lots and lots of crazy stuff going on.
1: That, that there is. <laughs>
0: so, why don't you tell us about some of it? What is the craziest thing that you've had to investigate? Because I know you you do investigations. You go document stuff, right? Sure. Yes, I yes I do. I have
1: a, you know I take photos as much as I can, and uh, you know just make a just make a, a story out of it. You know to uh, to show people and, and what I do
0: okay do you do like uh or or youtube videos or how are you getting that out to people
1: oh mostly uh i've been doing mostly just photos and you know i'll, I'll try to either stitch them together or put them within a the, uh, you know like, like a little mini album or something and mostly on facebook lately uh, i'll go like on brenda harris's uh shadow seekers page and, and just show uh, a story you know or make a story to get people to like as if they were there too, you know just use just good uh good uh enunciation and good you know proper uh oh just proper wording you know so just so it's easy to understand but not not too complex at all you know to figure out what's going on
0: yeah i've seen a couple of um yeah it's good to document that type of stuff and be sort of like neutral about everything
1: right but yeah, it's uh, this the Four Corners area just has a lot of uh, reports. In fact, I just had a report from uh, probably about 50, sixty miles south of Shiprock, New Mexico, which is in the area, of uh, Bigfoot uh, howls. You know, the the vocals that are occurring in an area called Massachusetts, oh, okay. which is just below, uh, which is uh, just on Highway 491, and, and at the base of the Chuska Mountains, which is very has a lot of activity as well. But, yeah, uh, there's been some crazy things going on, and uh, one of them, I just kind of figured it out what happened. Uh, just something happened, um, what's that, back in 20, 2014, and uh, what I did, did was just take a little trip to the Chuska Mountains, and there's a, there's a ridge up there about 9,000 feet that I just wanted to just to kind of look around and take a hike. You know, I like to do exercise, too, so it just wasn't just about investigation, but it was just, just being out in nature and just really not expecting anything. Wow. So I, I parked my vehicle and I just started doing a walk about, I figured I'd just do about a mile and a half on top of a high ridge and then just come back, look around, take my camera. Uh, what happened is I saw off the side of the, the access road, I saw X mark. I said, you know what, that's kind of a sign of Bigfoot right there. <laughs> There's no one to do that. So I walked off the road and, and it's, it's, the, it's a mountainside right there. I... Uh, just kind of took some pictures and I took a picture of an X mark right there with that uh, it was a ground X mark uh, it was perfect you know I was like wow uh, this this isn't an accident so um, took a picture and then I just decided to uh, I started hearing wood knocks uh, a little farther up and you know this is the part that gets kind of strange because I thought that everything was just within maybe 10 20 feet of each other when I heard the knocks, my mind said that I only walked 20 feet 15, 20 feet at the farthest. but and that's what I've been telling people all these years, but I, I returned to that spot again um, back in late May. It wasn't no 10,20 feet. it was more like about about 70, 80 yards and about 150 feet lower down.
0: <laughs> oh wow and
1: I don't I do not remember that at all. I don't remember walking down that far and uh, there is a trail there at the bottom that goes back up. And I don't remember that being that hard to get up either. I, I just you know I just walked it like it was no big deal, but what happened is as soon as I stopped, I when I heard the wood knocks, I took a picture, and I didn't really see a whole lot. I saw a lot of shadows, but I did hear like a little bit of crunching noises. You know, like something stepping, mm-hmm. making the noise, and that's when I snapped a photo. But I didn't really see much, and I just hung around there for I don't know a couple of minutes. So I decided to turn around. Then I heard a uh, like a half whoops, like a whoop, like that. <laughs> and then I walked up that trail, and, and then uh, I thought that was going to be it right there. So I got back on the kind of the dirt road access. And later on, uh, I think, what else happened there? Okay, I was walking, and then I, I walked up to about a mile, almost a mile and a half on that trail, and I saw a little pile of sticks that looked unusual. It looked like a little mini uh, stick formation. So I took a, decided to take a picture of it. My sunglasses fell off. And I, it only took maybe less than 30 seconds to do that whole thing. And as soon as I went back to pick up my glasses, they were gone, missing. They never showed up. I, I looked for 25 minutes for my glasses. What? I said, oh, what? Okay, they're playing tricks with me now, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, and man. I found
1: glasses. But when I got back on that trail to head back, maybe about another 100 feet, I found some. Uh, I was looking on the ground most of the time, seeing if I could see tracks and stuff. I found some ear, uh, earbuds. that that weren't there before. And apparently they traded me my glasses for earbuds (laughs) and they weren't very good. They were pretty crappy. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Then I go home and I take, I take these pictures uh, back into my computer and uh, there was one picture that I mentioned, you know, the ground X mark. Well, I almost, I almost deleted that picture on the spot because I said, Oh, there's my shadow in there, you know, in the picture. But when I, develop that picture in the computer i find out there's something hanging on on my shoulder and it's got its arms extended and it looks kind of it's small but it looks a little kind of hairy in in the shadow and what it shows me is uh taking a picture of that x mark but there's something on my shoulder and i didn't feel anything there Mm. there wasn't nothing behind me to do that either uh something something weird just occurred you know and uh, i said wow that was very strange well then i later on uh I look at that picture, and I'm seeing kind of like some black objects in there that I can't really identify really well, but I did, I, I finally, I actually it took about two years later when I started getting some better uh, editing equipment for my computer, I saw that there was like an arm that's that's kind of stretched out holding onto a log, and then I got an AI program uh, last year, and I finally saw where the arm is, you can see fingers and uh, fingernails, that thing's holding onto a log, squatted down, trying to, trying to hide. But I didn't see that right away. It took several years until better, you know, editing tools were available. So, but the gap of time between where I, you know, on the ground X mark and that thing on my shoulder, where I took a picture of that, uh, like that arm. It's actually a rock right there too, because I, I saw it again here last May. It's just a big boulder, but it doesn't look anything like it does now. Some of the trees have been dying because of the the beetle bark beetle uh, infestation on. on pine and spruce trees right but i don't know what happened during that space of time and it didn't seem like i had missing time it seemed like if it was maybe it was just a few short minutes but there is missing time right there so i don't know what they did to me or what what happened
0: (laughs) you think it might have been infrasound maybe
1: very possible you know i just something that that just you know uh put me into a different state of of mind I, i guess you could say maybe knocked me out, um, but I didn't, I never felt myself get picked up, or anything. I just felt like I was just walking, walking just a few feet, and then all of a sudden I was there, you know, down, it didn't even seem like I was down at a, at a lower altitude, you know, 100, over 100 feet lower, and, and when I climbed back, I used that same trail to get back out, you could see like, a, it looks like a foot trail, and of course, it's not human, nobody goes down there. But it, it took a lot of effort to get back out of there. I had a friend with me, too, on um, this last May, and he said, man, he said, how, do, how did you do this? I said, I don't know, but it's very steep. So we looked around a little bit uh, in the same General area, and just maybe another, about another 100 feet down the trail there, we found a, a broken spruce tree. You know, it was broken on top, and I was already too tired to go look down, but that's gonna be another area of interest to check out, but it seems like it's a marker for Whatever wants to live down there, most likely hope you know, a Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> hmm. I was thinking that there's all sorts of different stuff out there, um, not just Bigfoot.
1: Do, right. Do you have they, any? Exp- they have the other being called the Skinwalker, which is you know very well known in the area. It's this is all in the Navajo Reservation, and we're talking about. So uh, there's there's other entities, creatures, whatever you know, whatever people want to call them. Um, yeah. So there's there's a there's a lot of different things going on at at the same time. So it's it's really hard to classify. I did see uh, on this last time in May, I documented two footprints. One of I think was like 19 inches, and the other was 17, and in a very close area. So I assumed it was bigfoot just because of the size. I you know I had my measuring tape and everything. So and and this area is is pretty remote, but it it actually uh, was near a microwave. Area a microwave and radar station. So, uh, and, the, and the station is now unoccupied. It used to it used to have uh, employees working up there, but now the Air Force owns it. So, um,
0: what well, is a a microwave I, station? I'm not familiar with
1: that. Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, it's, it's unoccupied now. It's, it's a remotely controlled. But, uh, it kind of made me wonder why are these things hanging in there? Are there, are there something to do with the military or something? You know.
0: Yeah. Or, or what do they or What do they do? I mean, maybe is the microwave the same as like what warms up food or?
1: that? Yeah, well, the actually there's a uh, radio microwaves for uh, for intern, or for uh, cell phones, you know, cell phone towers. Mm. And then uh, close by is a radar station that's uh, I guess tracking aircraft, probably now have, uh, military aircraft. Before it was the FAA used to own it. And that's when it was manned by uh, several employees. But now, and it even made me wonder, maybe some of these employees had had some problems with uh, you know unusual activity going on, so maybe they decided to turn it into an automatic station.
0: Yeah, I mean, also, it doesn't sound very healthy to be around that type of uh, devices. I mean, it could have right. been what maybe caused... Uh, what happened to you at the missing time i mean that's possible um, yeah
1: it, it is you know maybe maybe i was even put into an experiment or something you never know who, yeah who knows Experiment.
0: Who knows? um especially yeah. if you're out in the middle yeah, of nowhere
1: with, right and it, it, i didn't realize all this until like i was just telling people yeah i just uh saw the ground x mark there was my shadow there and then just a few feet away i walked with no effort to uh to Take a, pick another picture, you know, of the, the arm that I could see and some black objects within the, the photo. I should have just sent you some photos. I didn't even think about it till just here a little while ago. Oh, I'd
0: love to see them after sure. the show. <laughs> that would be awesome. Sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'd love to send those fit, uh, photos to you. And, uh, yeah, you can display them on like, your page, whatever you'd like to do with
0: them. Cool. Um, so I know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on up in the sky at night. Do you have any experiences with that?
1: Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm not I haven't actually myself uh, seen too much UFO activity, but I'm hearing about it, you know, all around uh, Farmington. With this by the way, uh, the town that I live in, in the early 1950s, uh, we are, we had the greatest uh, the largest armada of UFOs ever seen in, in a in a town. There were uh, hundreds, maybe even thousands of UFOs within a two or three day period. Wow! I can't say. I think it was 1951 or something like that i'd, I'd have to look on in the internet i don't have it on with me right now but yeah we had the largest armada and there were a few pictures taken so uh, this is definitely a an area of, uh, of interest and i'm hearing people saying that they're seeing some ufos around here again more i think everybody's seen it or not everybody but a lot of people have seen them but i just haven't had that opportunity uh i did see some lights one time dancing around and i i can't say if they were ufos but they were they were under their own power and uh intelligence so that might have been a ufo there was two of them that were kind of doing a little dancing in the sky and then they disappeared so i
0: was like whoa that was i, I didn't want to accept it right away <laughs> I'd say. yeah it's a little too much to handle i mean i've seen something when i was out in bloomfield i've seen uh-huh. something up in up in the sky and uh john lee actually called me and told me to go look in a certain oh. direction and i uh I, jo- I went outside of the apartment and i looked and sure enough there was something in the sky and it was just disappearing as i got to look at it
1: i, I did actually take a photo in like 20 I think it was about 2013 um there's a there's a natural arch that's uh, almost right at the colorado border called the anasazi arch or Canyon arch same place and mm-hmm. uh i took a, a series of pictures just at, what it was it was a. Uh, a lot of uh, clouds, and I just wanted to get that, you know, that deep red sunset mixed in with the, with the arch. And out of, I think I took like 74 pictures, there was one photo out of them that had a bright light on it. On the far right side, it was, you know, you could see it illuminated. And um, and then there wasn't any more. It wasn't a star. It wasn't an airplane. So I sort of suspect that was a, a UFO or, or just some kind of orb. But what happened with that photo, and actually even the photos I mentioned, too, uh, up in the Chuska Mountains, Several of them got wiped away out of my uh, my hard drive and, and my computer, and I luckily I, I was able to retrieve them using uh, using the, S, the SD card for my camera. I, I had to use a a, a WonderShare uh, program that would extract out you know uh, information back out. But I had a few circumstances like that where some of my photos were taken. So what I did is I started putting my photos on an external hard drive so I could unplug them right away so somebody would could. Uh, investigate my computer and, and wipe them off I, I think there's some some people just uh, undercover there that just uh, have uh, a lot of uh, knowledge about getting into people's computers and just quietly wiping them away
0: <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it but
1: I, yeah and there was I do remember now there was a time in 2008 I was on a or 2007 I was on a uh, Bigfoot expedition at the time with the Ambuscardi group and uh, it was uh, Jay, the, the late JC Johnson was with me. We were up in the Luka Chukai Mountains, uh, and nothing was really happening for a long time. In fact, I, I was just about ready to go into my tent to sleep. It was about two in the morning, and I started hearing the guys start talking. Hey, what is that? That ah, sure is bright. So I, I got out of my tent, and lo and behold, up the little bird access road we were on, there was like these two lights coming, And but they were up high, and they said, it looks like a car coming. That, you know, it's way up in the trees, <laughs> and as soon as they got really close, they were they were like uh, orbs, were about basketball size, and they started dancing. Then they started dancing around the trees. They were still going in a, a you know from a south to north direction, but they were darting in and out of the trees. I said, Whoa, are those UFOs or orbs or something? You know, and uh, I remember one uh, team member says, We're looking for Bigfoot. We don't we don't look for UFOs.
0: <laughs> right. So yeah, so some.
1: Yeah, that was my first experience with, I guess, orbs, UFOs, UAPs, uh, U, U, or whatever they call
0: Yeah. Some people...
1: Yeah, so I remember that.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't like to mix them together. Right. But sometimes it just happens, you know, you're out looking for Bigfoot, and of course you're just sitting around, and all of a sudden, a bright light's in the sky, and... Right. What is that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, and... Uh, and then I just hear a lot of stories about, you know, west of Farmington, even right here in the River Valley, right by my house here in the San Juan River. I, we hear, I hear, uh, audibly um, sometimes what we report that we allege to think that they may be Bigfoot. You know, they have that kind of roar, or the even the monkey sounds, and and they're just not sounds that are normal creatures of of the you know indigenous to this area. You know, I've heard mountain lions, elk. Uh, you know, various animals, even cows, and, and this just isn't any, any one of those. And I try to get my digital recorder ready, and, and usually these sounds don't aren't sustained too long. I, I would hope they would be, but I, I run outside, and then they're gone. You know, like, <laughs> I try to have that digital recorder just ready to go, but it takes about maybe four or five seconds to, you know, get it totally started. It's like, ah, I missed the opportunity, and, you know, then I'll leave it out, and I'll just I'll get, like, coyotes and stuff, but I haven't really recorded uh, the sounds I want. And some of them are pretty, uh, pretty sobering.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like that. You know, it's, it's like they know you turn the recorder off, or you don't have a recorder, or as soon as you turn it on, they get quiet.
1: Yep, that happened uh, actually with Brenda Harris and I when we went and uh, a guy named Vince when we went to Colorado one day, uh, we were hearing some sounds. We we could hear some whoops in the distance in the daytime, and as soon as I turned on my digital recorder, that they stopped. It's like. <sighs> You know, it's like, I bet if I would have had my recorder on, I probably wouldn't be called out. But <laughs> so I tried to fumble with it, turn it on, and that was it. Like, darn it. you
0: got to have it on but, all the time.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I have heard some really um, unusual and interesting uh, vocals. Uh, in that same exact area we were in, I vis- i visited that. T- there's a certain area, uh, and I'll say base- the basic area, it's north of Mancos, Colorado. It's actually the same area where there's two people that are miss- currently missing, and there's no trace of them. They were both runners, uh, one, and they were both uh, running the, the high ridges over 12,000 feet. Uh, they can't find any, so, any, any trace of them at all. And the first one was in October of last year, and he was just going to run the, you know, one of the mountain ridges there, uh, and they've done some extensive searches. But they, they had to stop, call off call the church, and, and his friends and, and uh, volunteers are still looking for, for these people, and they're just not there. But this is the exact area where I have heard um, Bigfoot, vocals, Bigfoot activity and uh, vocalizations, and I've taken uh, some pictures not too far away where actually there was a Bigfoot in my photo. <laughs> so uh, And then uh, I put a game cam last year, and there's something that's floating looks furry, and it's making white streaks. I don't know if you saw that, like, on Brenda Harris's page.
0: I think I and have then, seen that a while back.
1: Yeah, very usual. It's not, you know, everybody says, well, maybe it's a bug. I said, no, I don't think so. Uh, then I used some AI program uh, to clear it up a little bit, and it almost looks like a face in it, almost like a Bigfoot type of face. I said, what are we dealing with here? Is it like, now this is like a flying Bigfoot, a hairy thing that just looks like a blob of fur, you know?
0: <laughs> hmm. Well, have you ever heard uh, of bat squatch? They say it's like a bigfoot with oh, wings.
1: Yeah, I've, I've heard the name. I, I haven't really, uh, you know, uh, got deep into it. But yeah, that could be something like that. It didn't have any wings on it, though. It just—it was just like a blob. But you know, you never know. Uh, there is one picture I have. It looks like like something's folded around, almost like a bat. So yeah, that that just strikes my interest there too.
0: Yeah,
1: and the day that I got that. Uh, I retrieved that cam last year, in last July, uh, there was uh, also, I had a friend with me uh, in my vehicle, and we heard, three times we heard some vocalizations, but I did pick up on my DSLR Canon camera, but they didn't turn out as well as, I, I think maybe with some editing I could clear up some of the sound, but it was just, it was very unusual, it was a, it was a call out of something very loud, and, and uh, it was in that general area where I, had the camps and where
0: that blob was. Wow. It's,
1: <laughs> it just seems like almost every out. you know, it used to be when I was a kid, years ago, we'd go out and have a picnic up in the mountains, and, you know, we'd never hear nothing or see anything, and it just seems like when you go out, I'm, I'm kind of suddenly looking behind my sh- behind my shoulder, you know, <laughs> what's back here? It's all that noise, you know, that's... Are they, are they looking for us, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: uh... Yeah, this area, uh, is north of Mancos, and there is some um, unusual activity, and, uh, and there's something that was told to me by a Durango judge, and uh, I didn't get busted or anything like that, but <laughs> I, uh, I was buying some snow skis from this, uh, used snow skis from this uh, judge that used to preside in his chambers, but he, he told me, after I bought the skis, he says, Dave, you be very careful out there, and I, and I told him, what, like avalanches or you know mountain lions? He paused, and he said, strangeness. And then he, he was just about ready to talk, and he just, Kind of shook his head and then he walked back to his his courtroom <laughs> and he, he didn't want to tell me anymore. So uh, he knows, he knows, and probably quite a few people over there know. There's some things that are going on in the mountains and in the, the whole Four Corners in general that, that need uh, caution.
0: I know you mentioned earlier that um, people talk about the scroll makers or whatever, but I think yeah. there's a lot more other stuff than Bigfoot and scroll makers out there. Just from the uh, times that I've gone out there and spoken to people, the uh-huh. stuff they would tell me didn't fit any category that, you know, I could think of.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that. I I just think that there's uh, also as well that there's just uh, experiences out there that people are having that are just, oh, it seems like there's something new, you know, something that's new and usual. And I did have an experience also here about, uh, I think it was in 2018. I had some friends, uh, a friend uh, named Chase, that was uh, living in Montrose, Colorado, and and, uh, he has a friend down here named Mike Mike McDaniel. They came, and uh, I guess they have been doing their own uh, investigation before I get been involved with them. And uh, there was an area just outside of Aztec, New Mexico, actually just about maybe, I don't know, maybe two miles out of Aztec, still close to city limits. Where they were having, uh, they they went camping just right off the road, off the pavement, and then they were having rocks being pelted at them. It was, uh, you know, I, I heard stories like that. You always hear that like about Bigfoot doing that, but they uh, J- Chase came down and he stayed at my house one night. And he says, "Hey, let's. You want to go out there?" And it was like in February. It's still pretty cold. says, you want to go out there and just see what's going to happen? And uh, we get Mike out there too. So we called Mike, and sure enough, we were out there about. Midnight, and, and I said, oh, "Probably nothing going to happen out here, you know." <laughs> I said, "I don't know really want to stay here too long. It's too damn cold." Well, uh, first thing I saw was there was rocks that were dropping out of the sky. and This was like not you know. It's pure dark. It's just the only thing we could see was through our flashlights. But we heard a thunk, and then just soon after, there was a rock come straight down, not not curved or you know thrown, but straight down. And it, it landed. All these rocks would land very close to us, but there was. We were basically being pelted with rocks. I've never seen anything in my life like that. Some of the rocks did come sideways. One hit my windshield, and it did put a little little chip on it, and it came real fast. I remember I just barely walked in my vehicle just to just to warm up, and wham, you know, windshield got chipped. But uh, these rocks, at first they were kind of cheering us on. you know, yeah, yeah, let's see. And I said, dudes, dudes, you know, we may be doing, dealing with something that's not, not too... Uh, not too nice, you know.
0: Yeah, not too friendly.
1: But, uh, right, and we—I did the video one, one circumstance. I had my uh, video cam on, and sure enough, there was a rock that fell real close to me. We had a flash it uh, Chase grabbed the rock. He said, "This is the rock right here." I saw it. I, just, I said, "Sure enough." And he said, "What do you think is this is? Is it like Bigfoot?" Or I, you know, I said, "I don't know." So whatever it is, I—I shine my flashlight everywhere I could. I couldn't see anything. I said, well, what gets me is to see a rock come straight down, like if something's hovering and just dropping the rock, not with force, but just letting it go. And it didn't put a lot of impact. I said, I don't know what we're dealing with, but I said, this is something quite paranormal. I, I really don't want to be here too long. So <laughs> we did leave, but I, at least I got a chance to, to videotape at least one circumstance, and I think Chase got some more video of it, too, where the rocks are coming straight down and sideways. So, geez, I I'm not gonna this stuff on, you because know, I really don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: Sometimes the best thing to do is get away from it.
1: Yeah. And, and Chase was telling me later on that he did have some problems at his apartment back in Montrose where uh, pictures would start moving, um, curtains would just move by themselves, and I haven't heard from him lately for actually quite a long time. I think he I think this stuff that might have formed attached he thinks that formed attaches attachments. So he decided to back out, and uh, I tried calling him, and his phone's off the hook. So maybe it scared him enough to, to back off.
0: <laughs> yeah, he might not want anything to do with any of it. Right. And that's um, understandable. You,
1: yeah, I've had um, it seems like almost, uh, several times in the mountains. So I've, I've had circumstances in the uh, let's see, in Colorado, and I'm uh, not thinking too much here in New Mexico. It's too not too much here, except actually locally within town. Uh, I've heard some uh, weird cackling sounds over at Brenda Harris's house. In fact, it was on 4th of July, probably 2012 or 13. Uh, just in the distance, it sounded like laughing, but it was in the sky. And, and then Brenda told me, Dave, hey, that's skinwalker activity. And I uh, said, I believe it. <laughs> I don't know what would be cackling or laughing, you know, like up in the sky in the darkness. It, it was not any kind of bird or raptor I've ever heard yikes yeah um, there's a neighbor that i have i just found out that he uh well i found out he was uh, interested in bigfoot he put those um oh in front of his front yard uh, like built bigfoot silhouettes that are made out of metal somebody cut them and he bought them and i said hey are you uh you ever had any bigfoot experiences He says, dave i've had quite a few <laughs> mm. and uh, what he was telling me is that he said he's an oil field uh inspector and uh, repair person i think they call him just a just an oil field uh uh work, well there's a there's a name i can't think of it anymore but he, he basically works on all the mechanics of the of the oil field equipment okay oil field yeah uh mechanic and he was telling me that uh south of Willfield, uh, and those deserted mesas and high areas there he said that uh he has been seen bigfoot up there uh during the winter uh, he said, I didn't see this stuff in the summer, but in the winter he's, he says that whatever it is is moving very fast on top of a ridge. and he just caught a picture of it with his phone. Uh, he's, he let me see it. He didn't you know give me a copy or anything, but uh, he let me see it, and it is definitely a conehead shape peering from behind a, a boulder. And I said, "Are you seeing this all the time?" He says, well, yeah, he says, I, I see there see something running across the road. Sometimes I have to work at night and I, I hear them uh, screeching and, and I hear their presence not too far away from me. And, and then he was giving me more uh, areas that, that this is happening, like north of Aztec, uh, near Bluefield, all that area. He says, that desert, that really remote desert area where nobody really goes out to except to get to uh, work on um, gas, gas wells and stuff. He says, during the winter, that, that place is kind of active. That would be the eastern San Juan County
0: area. Yeah, when you're there by yourself, especially in them desolate areas,
1: uh-huh.
0: there's all kinds of uh, stuff. Because I've heard other oil uh, people that are working in that industry talk about, you know, experiences that they've had.
1: When... Yeah, and you know, they would probably be one of some of the first people to hear and experience a lot of uh, you know Bigfoot skinwalker. Crypto creature activity, because there's out there so much every day, you know, five, six days a week. Something's going to probably pop out sooner or later, whether it's in the day. And there are some workers that work at night, too. I think that'd be kind of creepy, but <laughs> they're out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're out in the middle of nowhere doing, yeah. you know, working with big machinery. That's probably loud.
1: I've also heard a, a, a few stories. There's a there's a big lake there very close by, too. Uh, Navajo Lake State Park, and um, I'm hearing a few stories, not real commonly, but some people are claiming that they're getting rock thrown at them, like when they're camping on a beach somewhere on the lake. It's a, it's a lake that extends into Colorado, so there's a lot of uh, square, uh, you know, square miles of, of emptiness out there. Anybody, you can find your own camp there and, and not be around anybody. But uh, yeah, there have been some a few rock throwing circumstances where people have actually had to get out in their boat and just take off. Leave everything they have. And uh, they didn't. a lot of those people, including the oilfield people, don't want to talk about that too much because they know they'll get laughed at. You know, there's still people that don't believe them and that in this area, but, uh, you know, the people that experience it, they'll, they'll tell these stories. Just like my friend down the street, uh, his name is Robert. And he, he told me, and he says, I don't talk too much about this on, in the oil field, but, but, but we talk among each other, other people have, that have had experiences, but, you know, we don't tell. Like our company and stuff too much because they will either just give us a you know a, a strange face or, or laugh about it. Say, ah, whatever. You know, you've been drinking too much or something.
0: <laughs> it's hard to to convince people that never had an experience before.
1: Right. Um, there's been a another circumstance. <laughs> there's so many circumstances I know here. There's one. Um, this was back in about two thousand three. The the Durango. Uh, city police, uh, they even put this in their newspaper, the Durango Herald, they were uh, they had a story about some rock throwing that was going on, mostly small pebbles, but occasionally big rocks that were being thrown at people while they would go recreating behind the Sonic Drive-In in Durango, which is the south part of town. There's a canyon back there, they call it uh, oh it's a uh, what do they call it? It's something gulch. Uh, but there's like a, a canyon that people access the the outdoors right there for their cycling or running their, or hiking and the horse horse gulch that's what it's called and uh, there was a story that they thought that homeless people were throwing rocks at people you know like they go through that little canyon it, it, it's a shallow canyon it's not too deep in and it, 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 it would end up on top of a mesa and that's where all the trails are for recreation but uh, there were people quite a few people complaining about these little rocks either they get hit or they were close to being hit and so the the city police went over there to uh, you know go investigate it and I remember seeing about a couple two or three stories about it that they were going to get to the bottom of this and and move some of those people away because they were causing a hazard well I took my mountain bike at that time I used to work in Durango so uh, after work I took my bike out uh, climbing into the gulch and lo and behold I was getting some small rocks pelted at me and I yelled. I'm not going to say what I yelled, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I looked in that direction, up, you know, up the little cliff, and I did see something moving. And then I heard like a murmuring, like a, oh, 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 you know, kind of human-like, but I don't know what they were saying. It's like, what? What is? Why is, why is, he, why is he murmuring? Why isn't he just talking? almost like if he was talking in, in low tones to somebody there, you know. But I did see something move, but I don't really know what I saw, you know. And I, I, I yelled at him, you know, stop it. You know, this has gone far enough. Well, later on, I noticed the police quit talking about that circumstance altogether. There was nothing talked about it. And uh, I even asked a few runners, you know, because I I was sort of in that uh, running realm, too. Asked them, "Uh, you heard anything about the rock throwing?" said, no. Uh, I said, the police, did they do anything? No, not that we know of. So it just kind of just faded into history. Uh, And then years later, uh, probably like five five years ago, I started talking to a person over here at a local casino. And she said, Dave. My mom and I used to live right by there, and she says, My mom went walking over there one day in the late evening, and she she's, You know what, all those rocks, that rock throwing, it wasn't people. It was Bigfoot. There was it was a Bigfoot up there on, that, on those cliffs. <laughs> and I said, No kidding. I said, And she says, And I talked, I told her, I said, um, I noticed the police hadn't talked about that. She She's exactly right. It, it turned into a cover up. They didn't want to talk about it no more. They, they probably found out what it was, and they just backed off. So, yeah, that's right there by the city limits, and we kind of surmised that it was, Sonic Drive-In was very close by, and they, these things were probably, you know, digging in the garbage late at night. It was really dark back there behind the, the restaurant, so they would probably just go through the garbage, maybe even go a little closer to town and, uh, you know, just dig in the garbage just looking for food.
0: Man, they were getting them footlongs.
1: Yeah, urban urban Bigfoot. <laughs> There's a lot of food in those
0: <laughs> drives down yeah, it's an easy meal you know you don't you, right. really, you don't burn calories trying to catch something or
1: exactly another place here five miles east of my house is a place called Pes- Pesco. They build oil field uh compression systems you know they they, they uh some of them uh, extract water out of the oil and you know make it more uh more richer. And some of them just, uh, I really don't know all the processes. I just call it oil field equipment. And they set them out there, you know, oil field pads. But they manufacture them there at PESCO, and it's a big operation, and they're up, usually I think they, when they're in in gear, they're up all night working. But I think right now they work till about midnight. Well, uh, the uh, owner of PESCO had, uh, I think Brenda Harris had had contact with him for a while. And one of the complaints was they were getting rocks thrown into their building. Off the hillside right behind, and uh, apparently, some few employees saw what what it was. It was a Bigfoot like creature. The, the San Juan River is only about uh, three quarters of a mile away, so it isn't, you know, there's easy access to this place. We're to across Highway 64, and uh, I, I decided to go take a look, and shoot with them Within a few minutes, I already found a footprint. On, on there's a dirt road right behind the business. So I found a footprint in December, it, when it's usually about 20 degrees cold in the morning. You know, and I said, "Well, this obviously isn't a, a human because nobody walks barefooted in that cold." <laughs> so I'm going to surmise that it could be a Bigfoot or a skinwalker. But I finally approached the uh, the building, and I did see lots of dents on there and rocks. There's rocks all over the you know the the back of the building there. <laughs> And uh, I said, well, some of those rocks are pretty heavy. And I kind of tested myself, not throwing at the building, but distance of a similar rock, and I couldn't throw them. But what I did see was that there was holes where the rocks used to be where these things were picked up and thrown. And I was like, man, this thing was really strong to throw a a 20, 30-pound rock quite a distance.
0: Was that place lit up pretty good?
1: Yeah, it is. It sure is. It's lit up in the front more. The back is a little dark. But they do have employees that are moving back and forth. You know, a lot of welders and assemblers mm. go back there. And from what I heard, that uh, some of those uh, employees had quit. The ones that had to work, you know, over there more consistently, some of them quit because they didn't want to deal with that anymore. And and the owner was concerned. And I and I think Brenda did inform. And I think he had an idea too from from the eyewitness accounts too. But. Uh, uh, we didn't follow up on it. I don't. I, I guess the owner didn't call her back, or you know. But I, I did my own little investigation, and there is a restaurant next door. It's called uh, Burritos y Mas. It's a Mexican restaurant that sells burritos and tacos. And I kind of gave a, a light uh, surmise that maybe they're looking for food, and they go in their trash as well. I, I just couldn't see the interest in you know just throwing rocks at a business. Uh, but if there's food nearby, yeah, maybe they. Uh, you know, they just show their presence that way or, or they don't want people to see them or something.
0: <laughs> I always wondered if they like Mexican food.
1: Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, have you had any experiences with orbs?
1: Uh, I had one um, and I didn't actually see it. I've got another picture where uh, at, on the west side of Farmington, there's a, a riverine park. And I have a friend that lives just on that, just right at the edge of that park. And he t- told me that just that him and his father think they saw a Bigfoot, or three of them, cross the river from an island. And he said it was almost completely dark, but they saw three forms. There was a tall one, a medium, and a small one. And they all stared at, at him and his dad. And then he told his dad, Dad, I don't think those are Bigfoot. And his dad said, I, I don't believe in Bigfoot, but they're definitely not human because that water is too swift. Uh, my friend Daryl had... Uh, told me, he says, Dave, I, I think I found what you call a uh, structure formation, you know, I had showed of pictures. I said, well, hey, Gerald, show, show it to me. So we, we took the hike over there and and well, behold, there's a, a structure. And that was one of those photos, too, that originally was erased, but I, I managed to dig it out of, I actually had it in my email. It was, not you know, in, in the Gmail, you know, how you can save your photos in there. Yeah. So I, I extracted it out of there, but it was, it was erased off my uh, hard drive, <laughs> originally. Well, uh, it, it did show like a, uh, a like a structure that was low. It wasn't high, but it was like a suspension. You could push it down, and it would bounce back up. I don't know if it was made for children or or they it would, or these things like to sleep low, but it was it was most unusual. And then there was a star formation of these sticks that were shaped like as in a star. This is where it got really weird. Um, got my camera and I started adjusting the focus. And I, I, you know, I started looking through the viewfinder, and then the camera got really heavy. I said, what's going on with my camera? <laughs> it's real heavy, and it, I, I was actually almost struggling with it. It was <laughs> like, a, like if somebody had, had was grabbing it from it, you know, trying to grab it out of my hands. What happened? The lens fell off. It, well, I took a picture, and the lens fell off. And that's basically impossible, because a lens does, off a large camera does not pop off. You have to push a button to do that. But it fell on the ground, and luckily it didn't get too dirty. I was able to get it cleaned later. But my friend was laughing. I said, "What are you laughing for?" He said, "I thought you do it deliberately." I said, "I'm not going to ruin my equipment to do that." You know. So <laughs> well, I, I went home and I developed that picture in my computer, and what it shows is like a, a yellowish orb that's right there, right right there in front of that star formation. Um, and I think it had something to do with what was with that wrestling battle that I had with my camera. <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: it was uh, extremely... i have never wrestled with something invisible. But, it, you know, and then said, well, you weren't having, like, a convulsion. I said, no, no, I was holding on to my camera. Something was trying to push it down, trying to push it really down, and, uh, and I pulled it back up, and then I was kind of in a slight little wrestle for a couple seconds, and then the lens popped off after I snapped the photo. Like, something didn't want me to take a photo of that.
0: Huh.
1: It was like a like a... It was like a ghost uh, encounter, more like taking a picture of something that I thought maybe Bigfoot would build, you know?
0: Right. That That's creepy. Yeah,
1: yeah it was very creepy, and uh, I took a break from that for a little while, especially when my photos were, were erased. They were taken off my hard drive, and I started up again later.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's probably been times when, when you thought to yourself, what the heck am I doing? Right. Should I be doing this? I mean... I've hit that crossroad before plenty of times. Should I just leave this stuff alone? Should I I keep asking questions? I mean, what's going to be the repercussions for keeping on?
1: Right.
0: And, I mean, you could have the MIBs coming after you or the spiritual MIBs or whatever you want to call it, retaliating for poking your nose where you shouldn't poke.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be terrible. Yeah. And I, you know, I, and I, you know, I, I have had a, quite a few experiences with things going on, but at the same time, I have backed off from some. Uh, uh, actually, this year in May was the first time I had been out for quite a while. You know, kind of looking around a little bit, but I, uh, I just don't want to have those attachments that some people are talking about. You know.
0: Yeah. I, 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 remember you laid low for a while. I haven't. I didn't hear anything from you or see anything from you for a long time.
1: Yeah, that was probably one of those times and uh what I just do is I uh you know, I, I kinda rely more on a game cam and, and I know these things can see the, the infrared light at night. You know, but sometimes I think they still play for the camera at times, you know. Mm-hmm. And and actually even with the game cam I I like I, I love wildlife in general and I love to see the elk, the bears. that's what I'm trying to capture for the summer. Just leave it out there and uh I wanna see some bears, mountain lions, uh all kinds of wildlife and if something weird comes up, hey. Just added to added to the collection, right? Yeah. So I, I try it. when I go out, I I'm not always really bigfooting all the time. I'm I'm kind of just doing hiking or cycling. I'm I'm enjoying the outdoors too, you know. that's that's the way I kind of like it. Yeah, but I but I do look around. I'm always looking, and uh, and do I, I occasionally do see like a, a tree structure, and I'll stop and take a picture of it, and that tells me that there is some activity possibly going on. And I see how the wood looks too, if it's old. Like well, that was probably done a few years back. Or, or if I see uh, some wood that's like uh, where trees have been rubbing on others, and there's like fresh, especially on aspen trees, where there's like fresh uh, what do you call it, bark that's been rubbed off. I said, oh, that's that's a newy. be right there.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I did actually find something like that the year before. I was actually looking for, through my pictures again, and this week I said, oh, look at that. That was a you know there's like old old trees from the ground that are put up mixed in with the, with the new aspens. And I said, hey, that's, uh, that's a build right there. <laughs> and then sure enough, the, the aspen does have some red marks on it. And I said, okay. And it, uh, where that is located was uh, where there's an extensive trail system for ATVs. It's called the Aspen Trail System. And I found that right at the exit of that where it met it up with the dirt road. And I said, oh, wow, so maybe these things are watching ATVers, you know. I hope they don't want to grab them or something or, you know, do anything.
0: Harmful. yeah i mean you i've heard old reports of people being attacked on those were getting stuff thrown at them and yeah i mean they're probably and, and now the
1: two people that have gone missing especially the one i think it was either late june or early july that, that, that other person's missing and his girlfriend was late for him and they, they had an extensive search with search and rescue and volunteers the only sign they found was uh, a few footprints when he was coming. He, he went to climb a, a mountain peak, Hesper's Peak, which is like 13,200 feet, and they found his footprints coming down, but after that, uh, I guess when he went into the trees, there's he's gone, you know? Yeah. So it, there's, a, there's a little creep factor. In fact, most of the times now, if if I go up into the mountains, I'm going to probably have somebody with me now, you know? I, I don't... I used to go up to the mountains by myself all the time and I, I don't think anything would happen but still i think it's just safer to have somebody with you and i always carry a, a weapon too just not to use it i i doubt i could ever knock something out like that even if it was attacking but it just seems to be that if you have a presence of that they they may avoid you
0: yeah just kind of like to avoid any conflict just by having
1: yeah
0: it. yeah that's understandable
1: yeah i think uh, i was i heard that from uh David Politis, he says, if you have at least a, a weapon with you, I mean, you're not going to have to use it, or, you know, we pray we don't have to use that, you know, for anything. But uh, have a weapon with you and uh, have your GPS on on your phone. And it seems to be like a deterrent for uh, anything that might want to take you away or, or harm you. Right. Yeah. So that's what I do. <laughs> I have my my dad's son and uh, a little side side piece and uh, then I go go in the woods quite confidently
0: <laughs> yes sir yes, now sir.
1: what we're hearing and this isn't uh, so much crypto but it seems to be uh, that bears are getting more aggressive in the mountains too I don't I don't know if it's because of the food uh, maybe there's less food up there and they're maybe you're know, looking for other food sources which you know maybe humans could be that we have black bears in this area and they even come down here to Farmington on occasion even in this neighborhood we had them in, in the alleys they had the get the police to get him out of here because yeah, i live close to a uh um, what do they call those a, a, a wildlife refuge area that's that it, straddles the Salmon um, san juan river for about seven or eight miles owned by tommy boleck and we do get some creatures besides bigfoot and other creatures and I, i'd still like to talk to tommy about that you know i i know he knows that there's bigfoot in his property because you know, he's probably found animals and stuff but it, it's kind of a kind of a quiet area for all that you know
0: yeah.
1: you don't hear much going on. There's employees down there, and I'd I sure like to talk to one or two of them, and see what, what, what they would like to say.
0: Oh, he's got a zoo.
1: Yeah, he sure does. Wow. he got a zoo, and he's got a, a, a museum, too, uh, open to the public. But, uh, yeah, I might just have to go over there and just say, hey, uh, I'll talk to you a little about something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I, mean, I got some different questions for you
1: yeah they they also have an archaeological dig nearby uh, just across the river i can actually see it from my roof um i see it on google earth but i see a tent up there it's it's probably a you know the workers that work there but they're excavating it even in, during the summer in this heat it's like wow these guys are pretty tough because i wouldn't be up there right now <laughs> but there's a there's something that um well it's not confirmed but it, there seems to be association with archaeological areas and uh, crypto creatures, or, or par- even paranormal. You know, that kind of goes along with the territory.
0: Yeah, um, are they digging uh, up dinosaur bones?
1: Uh, there's some there. We do have dinosaur, a lot of petrified wood. There's a lot of fossils in this area. But um, no, there's a what would I say? There's there there the Anasazi uh, native people mm. that have created yeah that have created uh, like. Uh, habitats, You know, they, it's those, uh, like, ruins, like Aztec ruins, uh, salmon ruins, or Bloomfield. Um, they're, they're basically the ancient people that lived here, uh, natives, 1,000 years ago, 1,200 years ago. Oh, okay. And they, they, they do seem to have some association with what's going on presently. Uh, there's even been some rumor, even by some of the local natives and Navajos, and even the Utes and Apaches, that, that there have been some clashes with the uh, with like what we call crypto creatures nowadays it was bigfoot. And, uh, some of, some of the people don't, some of the other native people don't want to talk about it. They want, they want their culture to be known as it, it was really, uh, you know, everybody got along and there was no wars, but, uh, there was a lot of bad things that occurred, you know, and they, they find evidence from, uh, possibly even people that came from the South, the Mayan culture, other native American tribes from Mexico that came in and, did raids and and, and and did some harm to these people. But also there's been um, like dismemberment. Sometimes uh, they found uh, in archeological digs of people that were just horribly dismembered and there's no sign what did it. It could have been even a human, but maybe somebody got on the, was at the wrong place at the wrong time with something bigger than them.
0: Wow. Do you hear anything about like aliens or, or the star people?
1: Uh, yeah, on occasion we do. They, uh, there's those, uh, on a lot of the pet- petroglyphs we find in this area, you know, you find like those circular motions uh, written in rock. They look like little spirals. And we've been hearing that the, the, some of the Navajo people have been telling us oh, those are, those are uh, gateways, uh, portals. And uh, it seems to me that they probably had some dealings. Well, and then we see actually the art, you know, the, the humanoid forms and stuff. You'll see, like, what looks like a small person and then a much larger, uh, petroglyph of a humanoid. And that could be what they call the star people. They could be, uh, from the, you know, from the skies, came from that direction. And, uh, it's, it's really hard to interpret, you know, the, the natives seem to know more about it than we do. You know, it's, it's sometimes, some of it's just sort of just leaves you speechless. <laughs> but yeah, there, there is talk about, uh, star people and people that came from the sky that, came and gave them information, gave them uh, things, but then uh, I don't know if they just got cut off. Uh, this area did have a lot of drought, like back about 800 to 1,000 years ago, and it, that's another mystery. We don't know where the people that lived here went. Uh, it's been presumed that they went toward the Rio Grande Valley and, and that inter, intermixed with the, the Pueblo peoples. Right. Uh, right. Even the people from Mesa Verde, but... Uh, I've talked to some archaeologists that say that they've found in their studies where they had there were plates, the food plates of food and just you know just everyday stuff of that era just laid out like they were ready to eat. And whoever lived there just exited so fast they left everything there with no with no trace of what they went after. Something scared them, horrified them, whether there was war or or something even worse. You know maybe even something supernatural. But whatever it was, scared them. To a point where they they just abandoned this area completely, and and we know there's been drought too. Uh, some it's obvious using tree ring uh, data and stuff that some of this uh, that drought has been affecting these people too. So they had to move out of here to get closer to water sources, but there seems to be also something else that was much more terrifying.
0: Hmm, where do you think that is?
1: Uh, directly, I I don't know. Uh, really, nobody actually knows, but there have been in, in the, like in Navajo legends and in Ute legends that uh, they had uh, problems with something supernatural that just scared them so so bad that they they couldn't they couldn't stay in their habitat any longer. They had to just get out, and they had left their food, their belongings, everything, just intact. So something something was so frightening and scary that they they just had to leave right away.
0: Wow, I can imagine having yeah. that.
1: I couldn't either. Gosh, that's terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, where well, you just gotta leave your home, everything, and just run off.
1: And uh, you know, and, and I've seen some pictures in uh, archeological circles. You know, just of uh, clay pots totally intact that had corn and uh, seeds and stuff inside. You know, so they could so they could do their planting and um, beautiful pots too. And from what I understand, when when uh, somebody dies or somebody uh, just, I guess, yeah, goes deceased. What they'll do is they'll break the pots and they'll they throw them back in that in that house or whatever habitat was in there wherever a person died and they'll abandon it. Hmm. And uh, I when I was a kid we used to pick up pottery all the time. We we actually had a little archaeological site here about half mile away at my elementary school when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, we used to, I still have a few of those pot shard parch uh, pottery shards. But later on I was hearing that they said, oh Dave, you really shouldn't do that. You know it's Usually that means somebody had died and they, they broke those pots, you know, and you don't want to bring a, a curse or attachment to you. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But for archaeological purposes, I kept a few just, just to show people what's a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting not to find that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, right. they're told to leave it, leave it be. That you don't want to pick it up and
1: take yeah. it home. Yeah, and I, I, I've, you know. Uh, I'll leave it be. I, and I, they do say, too, even with the with dinosaur bones and stuff that we find uh, about 40 miles south of here in the Bista. They said, leave everything alone. But sometimes you just see a piece there that's just so nice. <laughs> and it's like, oops, how would I get in my pocket? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's a really interesting area, too. And I haven't really heard uh, in that actual Bista area, I haven't heard of any uh, cryptos, although I'm sure they're in that area. But you do find a lot of fossils there, a lot of petrified wood, big logs. Um, dinosaur bones and in fact i was in a geology class at college local college here and we, we took a trip out there and they they would point us out the the bones the shark teeth everything it's like wow this is just a a, a geologist's fossil dream you know
0: right
1: and it, and it looks very beautiful out there that there's a lot of these uh what they call hoodoo formations just they're just basically just erosion that forms them like into a it looks like a little like a uh mushrooms that's what they look like mush, like stone mushrooms and, uh, that's, that's the high desert of this area. You know, we, we have, this, this used to be a, uh, what they say, we used to have a 6,000 foot shoreline, or, or actually the shoreline of, a, of an ancient ocean was at 6,000, now at 6,000 feet. Apparently this, this is the Colorado Plateau, is what the Four Corners is. And somehow or another, through tectonic forces, it rose up to a mile, a mile or a little farther, uh, above the, the normal sea that we have now. Hmm. And, uh, when they, uh, when the Orfield, uh does their drilling, they find a lot of brine in that, you know, down in the subsurface. And that brine is actually the ancient seawater that, that we still can find to this day.
0: Yeah, all that was under the ocean once, long yeah, long, long time ago.
1: Sure was. That area that you were at at Bluefield, uh, Angel Peak, which is 15 miles south, that's a perfect example of uh, that area. You can see the, the bands of uh, erosion. You mm-hmm. can see uh, mud. Uh, it's all frozen now, frozen in stone, but you can see muds and even uh, ancient uh, volcanic ash from volcanoes that came from Arizona and, and around this area from the Chuskas and Sh- Shiprock. And it just makes these beautiful layers. It's just incredible. But there's a lot of fossils in there, too. It's like it's it's, it's a geologist's dream, or anybody who loves all that stuff. Yeah. I yeah. even have petrified yeah. wood at my home here. Uh, when we were kids, you know, we just accumulated it. I think you're not supposed to pick it up now, uh, but back in the day, you were allowed, I think, one ton per month, and people would make, like, uh, outdoor fireplaces and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and there's still people that have it, you know, but, yeah, I still see uh, some, fi- or even fireplaces and stuff that still have, like, some uh, petrified wood and a few fossils in it here and there, but, yeah, it's it's so common around here. All you have to do is just dig a few, dig not even a few feet, just few inches and you'll find petrified wood south of Bluefield everywhere
0: yeah that would be cool to have some of that
1: yeah oh yeah it's great I I, I still do my little collection of stuff you know I I was up in the, the Chuska mountains when yeah when we went up uh me and my friend uh, uh Tom we went up there and I I wanted to show them what they call Narbona church. and it's uh it's one of the hardest uh substances available. It's basically an agate that's been warmed. There's a volcano there at Norton Agua Pass, and what it did, it, it uh, warmed up the sandstone and it turned it into like this really beautiful, strong agate that makes excellent arrowheads. And uh, it, it was known in this area all over for the, the ancient natives who who wanted to make uh, arrowheads for their, you know, for hunting. And it, it, the rock is so sharp, you have to be careful when you carry it because you could actually cut yourself. Thank but it's uh, it's a, it's a it's
0: a great... In fact, when we went, I actually brought some home and put it in my front yard. <laughs> it's so neat. Wow. Yeah. I bet your house is interesting.
1: I <laughs> uh, some of it, yeah. I I, uh, I I, like a lot of that stuff. You know, I, I could
0: only find a big football. That would even be the,
1: the, the prize right
0: there. <laughs> or get one to move in with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to leave this earth tomorrow, what would you like to leave... People with
1: I'd, I'd like to I'd like to give them that my information that I've had I, and I know this it, it blends in with science but there's also things out there that don't that go beyond science you know I, I I like to I like to stick with the science like you know what we should do to a point but there's also things that are a great mystery that that you have to show that you would you don't have to show but you would like to show people and show them that there's another another realm out there and, and uh, you don't have to accept it but uh you can sure see it if it, if it's in a physical form you know if it's in a rock or uh, maybe some fur or something but I, I just like to just inform people and uh, just let them know that there's there's other things that you know don't have to be always a skeptic just open the mind and then just see see what's out there and, and, and uh let it amaze you
0: wow well, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to come on the show, and oh, you're you know, welcome. I, it's I've been wanting to talk to you for so long, and it <laughs> it's cool <laughs> to finally get this opportunity. Yeah, yeah,
1: I've been wanting to talk to you too. I I think I saw you at the at the conference uh, at one of the, Brenda's conferences a while back, and I didn't get a chance to talk
0: to you. Oh, you might have, you might have.
1: Yeah, I I'd seen you and you were. Uh, you were so busy, uh, you know. I, I think I waved my hand up real quick, and <laughs> well,
0: there he goes. <laughs> well, sorry about that.
1: Oh no, no problem. We'll we'll meet sometime.
0: Yes, I'm sir. Sure we'll um, let me know, and I'll, I'll
1: I'll come hang out with you for a little
0: while. We'll do. We'll do.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, like I said, uh, appreciate you, you know, spending some time and um, coming on and talking to us.
1: Oh, I. Oh, I I loved
0: it. It was was very enjoyable. Thank you for inviting me. All righty. You want to say bye, babe? Oh, it's good to hear your stories. It makes me miss home.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: You're welcome.